Tonight, Shatner survives space, Kamel Nanjiani talks to Obi-Wan, and remembering bosom buddy Peter Scolari. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse, tonight! Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 147 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And uh, start off, uh, not much to begin the show with today. I know, I know I say that a lot, but, you know, really, when, 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 when every, you know, every two weeks is just you going to work and coming home, there, there's really not a lot to, lot to say. Um, I would like to say that I did start, uh, watching Dune this past week. I watched, like, the first 20 minutes or so of it. That was kind of interesting. I still miss the, the, you know, I, 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 you know, I like the opening narration of the original Dune movie. You know, it, you know, the year is this, and, you know, mankind has done this, and, you know, this is, you know, all thanks to the spice. And, you know, the, the opening narration, I think, of the original Dune sets the story nicely. So, you know, it, it and, and a, a movie like Dune, you know, high concept sci-fi like Dune, I think requires that, you know, you have some sort of narration going into it. You know, that's why Star Wars... Start, not to call Star Wars high concept sci-fi, uh, Star Wars has the opening crawl, of course, to tell you exactly what you know what the story is up to this point. Of course, that comes out of old you know old time serials, but still, still would have been nice uh, at the beginning of this movie to have like an opening crawl or like a narration or something to say, hey, you know. This is what you're going to see, and this is why things are why they are. Instead of just being, bam, you're there, you know, accept it. So I think that kind of kind of kind of uh, shows it. By the way, of course, this is the first part of a two part of a two part movie. Which did very well at the box office, and we'll cover that a little bit more in the show note in, in the show later. So uh, let's go on, shall we, to the Star Trek news. We start Star Trek news today with well, William Shatner, who successfully went to the limit of space and back again. The ninety-year-old became the oldest man ever in space. Now, he was joined on Bezos' new Shepard NS-18 by Audrey Powers, who is Blue Origin's Vice President of Mission Flight Operations, Chris Boshin, and Glenn DeVries. Uh, back on Earth, he called it, quote, that was unlike anything they described, and told Bezos on the ground, 
What you have given me is the most profound experience. I am so filled with emotion, just extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I hope that I can maintain what I feel now. Unquote. Uh, Blue Origin, of course, is not without controversy, as a group of 21 current and former employees have called the company a dehumanizing workplace that's rife with sexism. And they also said that they wouldn't be willing to fly on a Blue Origin vehicle, implying that it was not safe. So it sounds like Bill should thank his lucky stars that he wasn't one of the first to be killed. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds has wrapped up on Season 1, and Anson Mount posted a message for Star Trek fans on Twitter saying, quote, It's been such a journey. It has been an honor to work with this cast and with this crew, and I just want to remind you that this is happening because of you, the fans. You made this happen, and we are so grateful for your support, for your continued support, all for all your well wishes. So all of our footage now get, gets to go over to our incredible post-production team to begin the process. And hopefully we'll be getting something out of, on, to you sometime next year. Now, no release date has been given, but if it comes out after Picard Season 2, then it would land sometime in April. Speaking of Picard, uh, we've been wondering what role Brent Spiner would be, would have in the second season of the show. We now know for one thing, uh, Brent, in an interview with Inverse, said, quote, I can tell you I'm not Data. I know they haven't revealed much about me being in the show. I can tell you that I'm a member of the Soon family and that I'm not playing a character I've ever played before. So that means he won't be Brother Soon, Daddy Soon, Great Grandfather Soon. Could he be Grandfather Soon? Great, great, great Grandfather Soon? How weird is it that all the Soons are all men that look the same. Wouldn't it be fun, wouldn't it be fun if, he play, if he played his grand, great-great-great-grandmother? That, that would be comedy. Now, that's all for the Star Trek news. Let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Now, uh, we begin Star Wars news with Hayden Christensen, who will be back as Darth Vader in Star Wars Ahsoka, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Now, the series will see Rosario Dawson return as the surviving Jedi Ahsoka Tano. Now, no yeah, exact word on the plot to the show, but Dave Filoni is writing the series with John Favreau, executive producing, and production is slated for early next year. Kamel Nanjiani's work on Eternals wasn't on the last project of his for the mouse. He will now also be appearing in the recently wrapped Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and he will be heavily featured. Speaking with Rolling Stone, the actor said, quote, I heard Ewan, Ewan McGregor was super nice, and then we got to know each other a little bit, just hanging out and talking. Then there was this weird moment where I'm talking to Ewan, and they yell, action! And he's, he'd start talking to me, and I was like, oh, I'm talking to Obi-Wan right now. This is not Ewan McGregor. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi that I'm talking to. My character is supposed to be a little bit intimidated by him, and I was a little bit intimidated. You know, it's bleep, Obi-Wan. What are you going to do? Unquote. He also spoke about the digital environment that the show was shot in, saying, quote, You really feel like you're there. The first scene we shot, it was Star Wars outside the windows with aliens walking around and ships flying by and all this stuff, but the rest of it just looked like a warehouse. So I did a couple of takes, and then Ewan was like, you know, none of this is real. 
I knew the windows weren't real, but the walls weren't either. I looked and I was like, wow, the walls are projected. The only thing that was real in the whole room was the desk I was sitting at. It was wild. It was really, really exciting. I love shooting that because you don't have to pretend you're on a spaceship flying through space. It really feels like you're in a spaceship flying through space. And it's amazing to be inside the world of Star Wars, the world that I've been watching since I was born. I've been a fan as long as I can remember. In fact, I just went to Disneyland and I went to the Star Wars world. And I was like, oh, this kind of feels like being at work, unquote. Now, we still have no uh, release date for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. But uh, I think we're all waiting for that one with bated breath. Sasha Banks has confirmed that she will not be back for the third season of The Mandalorian. Talking to Bleacher Report, uh, the Bleacher Report's Graham Matthews, she told the uh, guy, quote, First of all, thanks for trying to get that out, but I'm not on the next season. But it was incredible being on The Mandalorian on Star Wars. To be on a franchise that is so huge and so loved, just look at the reception from fans outside of the WWE universe. It was the best feeling of all time. The projection of that show was overwhelming. I legit felt like I was in a galaxy so far, far away. I felt like I was on a different planet. It was something I always take with me. I will always take with me. And I took so much of what I learned from acting with them and being with so many great stars to WWE. It really helped my confidence as well when I came back from doing The Mandalorian two years ago. It was such a learning curve and something I wasn't expecting. But now I'm in this whole new Hollywood world and it's quite it's going amazingly. I'm so excited for the fans and I can't wait for my fans to see what's next, unquote. Now, her schedule is pretty much dictated by her wrestling schedule, so maybe season four? Alan Horn, Disney Studios' chief creative officer, has announced his retirement. The 78-year-old has a 50-year career in Hollywood, with the last nine being at Disney. Horn's retirement has been expected by many, with Alan Bergman being named Disney Studios' content chairman back in December of last year. Now, Horn led perhaps the most pivotal season of growth for Disney Studios over the last nine years, integrating Marvel Studios and overseeing the expansion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, acquiring Lucasfilm, and seeing the reboot of the entire Star Wars franchise, all while furthering the individual Disney and Pixar brands. He also worked on the transition to of the recently acquired 20th Century Studios over the last couple of years. Now, Horn won't be replaced by Bergman. Bergman will continue to serve as content chairman with the heads of Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, and Disney Animation reporting directly to him. The PlayStation 4 will be getting some classic Star Wars games. Now, first off is Star Wars Jedi Knight Collection, which includes both Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy and Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Also coming is Star Wars Jedi Knight Collection and Star Wars Racer and Commando Combo, courtesy of THQ Nordic and Aspire Media. Each collection of classic games will cost $30 when they release. The two collections are also coming to the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Lite, and Nintendo Switch OLED, but these versions won't arrive until November 16th. Now there's been no word on Xbox, if Xbox will be getting any of these games or not. Now let's go on to the Geek News. Geek News starts with Kathleen Robertson, who has joined the sixth and last season of Amazon's The Expanse. Now Robertson will be playing Rosenfeld Gulling, 
a cynic and a fierce believer in Belter independence, who is a key member of insurgent leader Marco Inaro, Inaro's inner circle. The season premiere is set for December 10th. Well, the sequel to Dune is apparently in the bag, according to an interview with Warner Media Studios and Network's chair and CEO Anne Sarnoff. In an interview with Deadline, when asked about the movie, uh, she said, quote, Will we have will, will we have a sequel to Dune? If you watch, you see how it ends. I think you pretty much know the answer to that, unquote. Now, the sequel will focus more on Zendaya's Chani as opposed to Timothy Chalamet's Paul Atreides, who was the focus of part one. Also discussed was Matrix 4, and if this was the last film in that series, or just the start of a new trilogy, with Sarnoff replying, anytime Lana Wachowski wants to make a f- movie, we're all in, unquote. I wonder if she'll say that if the film tanks. Hmm. The CBS series, based on the BBC series Ghosts, has been given a full season order. Now, the show, starring Rose McIver and Utkar... Atkarish Ambedkar is about a couple who moves into a house full of ghosts after an incident, an accident in the house. Rose MacGyver's character can now suddenly see and communicate with the ghosts. The show is CBS's new top comedy, and it's very good, folks. I, I highly recommend uh, going on to Paramount Plus and uh, watching the uh, past. I think it's six episodes. They're all, you know, it's, it's a very funny show. And we close out with uh, a little sad news. Actor Peter Scolari has passed away. The actor has had plenty of roles in his career, including TV shows like Booze and Buddies, where he starred opposite Tom Hanks, Good Time Girls, New Heart, which won him a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy, Dweebs, Girls, Gotham, and most recently Evil, and a ton of guest star roles in TV movies and such. Now, he's also had roles in actual movies and Broadway. Peter was married four times, had two children, and struggled with substance abuse and bipolar depression. Peter Scolari passed away from leukemia on October 22nd in New York City. He was 66 years old. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to you know, contribute financially to the show. Thank you. Uh, you're, you know, be sure to head on over to sci-fi for me.com to check out the show notes, uh, visit the T public store, go through the episode notes and uh, much more. And if you're a subscriber, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, be sure to share us with friends and family. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe. Leave us with some feedback and let us know how we're doing. A special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two days with a brand new comic book edition and two weeks with a new sci-fi edition. Now please exit the universe in orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.